Hi, welcome to another episode of Hantai Hapu. This is Rachel. This is Ray. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about beauty standards. Now, this is something pretty interesting with recent events in Japan. As um, I've seen, there was a Ukrainian-born woman named Carolina Shino, and she won Miss Japan. And they call it Miss Nippon over there because, I mean, Nippon is Japan. And they're not affiliated with Miss Universe. But it's created quite a controversy online on X that was formerly Twitter from what I've read. I think maybe one of the biggest points I've seen is that with her being crowned as Miss Japan and not having Japanese heritage, maybe it's just saying that she has the beauty standards that are unattainable to someone who is of Japanese heritage. And maybe it was a little unfair since maybe Carolina has more of the modern beauty standards that someone of Japanese heritage wouldn't have been able to achieve. What do you think about it, Ray? Well, I definitely think there's um not a lot of things that are going into this, like too many things to be honest, but, um, it is a beauty pageant, and, um, it's really hard to say that, because there's, beauty comes with all safety sizes, and I guess, like, in a way, a lot of Japanese people that are, like, 100% Japanese feel like their opportunity was taken away, and, um, but we also have to remember that beauty pageants is, like, a way to, like, embrace, like, diversity of beauty, and in Japan, to be able to crown someone who is not like 100% Japanese is kind of like opening this uh, gateway to be like, yeah, actually Japan is not just like a bunch of Japanese people. Like Japan is full of foreigners. And up until this point, a lot of the foreigners were Asian. So you really couldn't see the diversity, but it's very loud and clear to see that she is not Japanese whatsoever. And there is diversity in Japan, but to be like a Western standard, I don't know. I still feel like Japanese beauty is still quite strong. Yeah, and you know, this reminds me of a time when our mom told me that I couldn't enter Miss Japan, where, um, you know, I'm half Japanese and we're half white or half Caucasian. She said that that would be an unfair advantage. And, you know, I... I never thought that one beauty standard was better than the other. And I've tried to look up what beauty standards in Japan are and what beauty standards in America are. And every website says something a little bit different. So yeah. for beauty standards in America, I think used to like in the 90s and early 2000s, it was real thin women. But I think in more recent times, it's like curvy ladies and then as far as hair goes. It's like natural waves and curls and freckles are really in now in um, America as I can see. But I think that maybe the definition of beauty in America is more diverse and inclusive than maybe Japanese beauty standards. What do you think are the Japanese beauty standards of today, Ray? Well, I definitely don't think <laughs> freckles is a beauty standard. Japan. It's actually probably the opposite. Whereas, like, I guess as um, they're Asian, so hyperpigmentation is actually just seen as, like, um, 
kind of like aging more than anything else. Nothing cute like freckles. Um, I definitely think there is a beauty standard, but Japanese people still kind of, they don't like, they kind of, uh, it's kind of hard to, for me to put in words, but it just feels like they just separate us. It's like, oh, yeah, you're so beautiful for, for a white person or you're very beautiful. But I definitely feel like when they think about beauty standards for Japanese people, they kind of just like hone in on Japanese people. It's like, yeah, we want to have like big eyes and we want to have like like nice jawline, small face and like white skin, but it's not like they want to be a white person. They just want to look, that's what they, they see as like attractive. And when they say light skin, it's like with no blemishes, like no, no freckles, not whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I remember, so in 2015, Miss Japan had their first biracial winner, Ariana Miyamoto, and she was half Japanese and half African American. And I wonder if that's what uh, sparked the conversation I had with mom so many years ago. I don't know. Um, it's just like, it's so different because I'm thinking about like the uh, past title holders of Miss America. Most of them are white, but there is, um, there is a mix of African American, um, like Latino, Latina, and other people of color that have held the title. And I don't think, I mean, I'm sure there's conversation about it, but it just seems really glaring when Miss Japan is someone who is not genetically Japanese, which like I've been reading about her and um, Carolina and she came to Japan when she was five and her mother married a Japanese man and she grew up as a Japanese person. So culturally she is Japanese, just not genetically. And um, folks, I was talking to Ray earlier. I'm like, well, if this woman who won Miss Japan and had to fight her entire adult life to be accepted as Japanese is having trouble, then like what chance do me and Ray have? <laughs> Cause acceptance has always been a hard pill to swallow over there because I could have lived there my entire life and people would still look at me and say, I'm not Japanese because. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of That's really interesting. Cause recently, um, cause I've been dating recently a lot and I've recently been dating some returnees and it's really funny because a returnee is basically someone who is from that country that actually grew up somewhere else and then came back and uh, as a hafu if you are a returnee you're never actually a returnee like they completely separate us i think yeah. and i have yeah i have actually i have actually like met people who think of me as a hafu and a returnee but that that percentage is like so so low like majority of people will see them half of, but they will put me in the gaijin category and i'm just like oh, okay so you know and i think the the percentage of people who will act like i'm japanese is quite low so low yeah and uh that is something to think about it's like even if you're a returnee i i, I know so many returnees now it's definitely a 
kind of a weird thing. It's like, well, you look Japanese, but they expect you to be 100% Japanese because you look Japanese. But as a half because I don't look Japanese, they just 100% just act like I'm a gaijin, even though I have heritage as a Japan, you know, have the Japanese citizenship. It's just like, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's like, they don't really have like this gray area. A lot of people will just kind of like do this, like, like cut divide and um <laughs> only a few people yeah i feel like i think only two people i've met ever kind of gave me this like oh well you're a returnee and a half and i was like wow i'm 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 really surprised you ever thought that <laughs> also we were talking earlier um you had a friend who is now a model that is Japanese. And what did she say about um, those gigs and the competition? Oh, my friend, I haven't really talked to her since she became a model, but uh, she has this YouTube video and I was watching it because I was really excited for her uh, to be a model. And um, basically she was kind of sound a little bit annoyed because I guess she feels like she's being passed over for these half food models like maybe she'll go to a, a casting call and they'll call for like an asian person or a half a person and whatever and it's like they prefer like the more international half people because they have like boys and i guess for her it was like i don't know if it was like some, some sort of jealousy or it feels like something's being taken away but um in a lot of industries where looks are important, I feel like a lot of Japanese people feel let down because they're not matching like some sort of standard of beauty that a hafu normally has or has not. But to be honest, I feel like that's kind of a small viewpoint because hafus don't automatically look a certain way. I've met hafus that look completely just Japanese or hafus that look completely white or we have to also think about like not all hafus are Japanese and white. <laughs> There's so many like most of hafus uh, statistically are between Asian and Asian, so you don't even know that they're hafu. Oh, and then um, like I said, Miss Universe um, in 2015 was Ariana Miyamoto, and she was half Japanese, half African American. And um, I think it's really different because um living in Tokyo, there's a lot of people who has experienced, you know, being friends with someone who's half or experienced someone being like a completely different culture, being like a third world culture kid, being their friend. Whereas like a lot of Inaka, where our mom's from, um, they don't have that experience. So I feel like their view is still quite small, but even recently, even in smaller areas, the, the convenience store workers slowly turning to like East East Asian, not East Asian, what is that? West Asian, like mid Asian, <laughs> like, like Turkish Indian, people. Bangladesh. Yeah, yeah, Bangladesh, Indian, you know, Sri Lankan, Turkish people. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of those immigrants are coming, and um, some of them are like studying. They come over kind of like a study visa, and after they finish studying, like while they're studying, they kind of find another job and they kind of just stay. And a lot of people don't like doing like night jobs at convenience stores. Sorry, a lot of them will take those jobs. Also, you know, I I find it so fascinating that um, a European woman won Miss Japan. I know I keep going to this, but I'm just thinking about when I was younger. I wanted so badly to look more Japanese than I do because I thought looking more Japanese would be 
more beautiful for me. Like I wish my eyes looked a certain way and my hair and just like my body shape, you know, I wish I was small and petite and had lighter skin. Like I saw other or, you know, more Japanese people. Um, I never felt that way. I never felt like I wanted to look more Japanese. I guess for me, I just want to be able to be accepted without having to explain and talk and, and now I'm just over it. But I do understand, like, I kind of wanted to have, like, you know, that Japanese body type where it's, like, all small and petite and cute. But, no, we got, I'm, I got this beefy body type where it's, like, all this muscle and all this fat. And it's like, yeah, I can take down a grizzly bear if I wanted to type of feeling, except I'm short. So, <laughs> well, yeah, you have just, like, rock hard calves for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then um, I've got some, I'm a pretty meaty girl too. Um, You know, I think that if someone wanted to pick an ambassador for wrestling, they would probably pick me out of other people in the crowd. At least I would hope so. I mean, um, when I used to work at Starbucks, they said that I would be the most likely person to um, fight somebody there. And I don't know if that meant attitude or just from looks alone. That doesn't sound- I think it's probably both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I can kind of feel your attitude. It's like, I'm being nice and I'm holding it all back, but you can hear me holding it back. So you better back off. <laughs> oh, are you talking about me or are you talking about you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm also the same way. I don't think we're uh, that different in that aspect. Like when we're being annoyed, we're, we're, we're being annoyed, but we're quite, we're nicely being annoyed. But also I'm telling you right now, listen to my voice. I am not happy. <laughs> no, 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 no happy. And I will tell you. Um, I will tell you. <laughs> so uh, with the beauty standards, I think that also has to go with personality. So I don't know, Ray, if this is a stereotype or if this is real. But um, when people think about Japanese women and beautiful Japanese women personality, do they think maybe someone who is more quiet and sweet and reserved? Yes, it's, that's 100% like what I have experienced so far. Like, definitely guys like girls who don't really talk that much at first, and they're kind of very small and cute and kind of like, very, I guess, feminine (laughs) or, and also they really like girls with like baby voices, like you'll see a lot on media, like the baby voice trend, but it's, it's a thing. And, um, I don't know if that's just, like, a Japanese standard or that's just, like, a worldwide, like, we just want women to be submissive standard. Like, I, I just, like, think about it. <laughs> Ooh, that, that creeps me out because I have seen, I think that that is a preference because there are women over here that do the baby voices and I'll scroll through Instagram or TikTok and it's someone filming their wife like, oh, thank you so much. Like, ooh, I don't know. That just grosses me out. I know. I definitely don't think the baby voice is for us, but I think it is like a survival tactic. So, you know, maybe one day I will use it just to survive because I don't, I just don't feel like doing it. Um, But it's definitely the baby voice is not for the women. It's for the men. (laughs) 
I do have a higher pitch. You know, we have talked about this in the past when you used to work customer service, like fast food, and then me at Starbucks. And even now as the nurse, if there is someone I know is going to be difficult and needs to be handled with kid gloves, I make my, um, my pitch higher. And I think that makes me more disarming and maybe, uh, more inviting, like, Hey, will you do this for me, please? Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Like whenever I'm talking serious, uh, I will use my regular like I am serious voice or if I'm being playing playful. I don't know if like I think the thing is like it's very obvious there's different types of voices we use um, to differentiate what's happening. But whenever you expect women to always have like a cute voice, that's I guess that's whenever that becomes a standard like, oh, I should always sound like this. But yeah. Um. I don't know what to say. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I was expecting us to talk much longer about beauty standards, but I think that we've covered everything. Is there anything else you would like to point out with beauty standards as a hafu? Uh, As beauty standards as a hafu? um, To be honest, I've, I've, like, you know, talked a lot to a lot of Japanese people and a lot of men, and I feel like these uh, beauty standards are actually just set by media because, like, kojin kojin, from person to person, um, everyone's beauty standards, what they like, is definitely different. Like, we know that a lot of girls want to be very skinny, and, like, when I'm on Instagram, the I always get so many, like, idio dieto, which is basically diets are uh, medical-induced, like, wherever they do, like, that, um, what's that, like, cold cold sculpting or they take the shots or whatever and it's basically all these girls being like i'm like 50 kilos and i want to lose five more kilos and it's like pretty crazy but whenever i talk to actual you know guys a lot of them are just like no i'm i'm pretty happy with like a regular size girl um the skinny girl is like not so interested but you know it's like it's kind of like there's just so many skinny girls that it's not like it's like what they're interested in it's just kind of like the options that they got (laughs) yeah that's true I remember one time when I was visiting and I was with mom and we saw this woman and she don't she didn't look like she could have been 90 pounds walking down the street and mom points and she's like I want to be look like her one day and I'm like well that's not healthy (laughs) Yeah, but I definitely feel like um, being really small, maybe you're not technically sexually attractive to guys, but they will still take care of you because you're so small. Like, I have this girl at work, and I don't find her, like, if I were to, you know, date someone that was a woman, I would not date pick her because she's just so small. But, like, at work, I do feel like I tend to help her out more because I kind of just, like, feel like kind of be like oh I, I wonder how she's doing you know and um maybe that's the aspect that Japanese women are actually trying to get to maybe it's not like they want to be seen as sexual objects they want to be seen as uh they want to be taken care of and like I think we all want to be taken care of and if you can just lose weight and be taken care of more then I guess that's just like an easy way out right <laughs> like yeah that's true like I want someone to pick me up like I'm Simba in the Lion King and at my current weight that's not possible unless you are a power lifter yeah yeah um yeah I guess that's that's the thing is like being um, pretty big I feel like a lot of people just don't feel like you need any more protecting because you already got enough food in you (laughs) 
it's like, yeah, I think you're, you're doing good. It's like, oh, okay. But actually, please, no. <laughs> you know, we, you talk about wanting to be taken care of from size. And this kind of reminds me of a Jane Austen novel. I don't remember which one. Maybe it was Sense and Sensibility. But Sensibility being the women who just kind of faint or are just super delicate in in mind and they have to take a rest from bad news or like oh you know be be gentle with her she can't take much melancholy so i kind of feel like the victorian version of small women is emotionally fragile women i don't know if it's emotionally fragile women or like uh, a lot of recent media, it's like, oh, well, if you want to be treated very gently, you have to show them that you are fragile, right? So I just kind of wonder if it's like whenever someone says something nice to you or not nice to you, when someone says something like really disturbing to you or something that you don't like, don't just be like, oh, it's okay. Like you should really just show them your emotion, but not show it like an angry way. Show them like, show them how you actually feel in a nice way. It's like, oh, you know, instead of being like, it's okay. It's like, yeah, I didn't really like that. Um, let me think about it. Um, sorry. Uh, I don't know if I can. You, it's kind of like, in a way, it's mm, showing people that, yeah, you are a nice person. You're hearing what they're saying, but maybe you're not going to take what they say. And if you do it like really assertively it will make people angry so if you just do it kind of like a oh it's kind of like not good for me it's kind of hurting me then people kind of take like oh well, I don't want to hurt you so I won't do it to you type thing yeah that makes sense too and you know um I was just thinking since this woman was able to be Miss Japan. Next time I see mom, I want to bring it up to her. I'm like, look, Carolina was Miss Japan, and now I can be too. I don't know. I, I don't know if mom should be our starting point. She's kind of like a uh, not a uh, no sense nonsense person. Like she has like no no sense for all the nonsense that she has. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. I was like, oh, I like playing video games, and she's like, that's a waste of time. I'm like, oh okay, yeah, you're right. I, I mean, might get my feelings hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like, um, in a way, for someone who's really aggressive, and you say something to someone really mean, and they always like, it's like, oh, they're too like, like emotional, so you don't deal with them. But in a way, it's like, well, at least that person's no longer annoying me and saying weird things and bothering me anymore. <laughs> wow, but um, I think just the the background question i've had with beauty standards is what it means to be japanese when it comes to looks cuz it all kind of boils down to looks i feel like just superficially yeah it's very superficial um it just reminds me of like um at work we have a um, a lot of like customers that are foreign but if you look asian they kind of expect you to know japanese even though you're not japanese and it's kind of like it's just all like um, superficial. Uh, we had like someone who looked Asian not so long ago come in. They didn't know Japanese, and I told 
times, no, they do not know Japanese. And even though I told them multiple times that even though they're Asian and they look Asian, they don't know Japanese, they still try to talk to the person in Japanese and ask some questions right in front of my face. And I had to end up translating it all because I told them they do not know Japanese. Trust me, I know they're in Asia, they're in Japan, they are Asian, but they're actually like Asian American and they're only here, staying here from the base. So please trust me. They don't know Japanese. Stop. Please stop. <laughs> you know, Ray, I feel like that's worse to look Japanese and not know Japanese because then people just every day come up with you and talk to you. And like every time you have to let them know you don't understand what they're saying. I feel like that's a, a, a big subject, another subject for another day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, like, oh, yeah. Like, no, that just reminds me of that one influencer. It's like, I went to a Goku and I, and I went to like one of those like, um, nandake, omiyai or aiseki, datta. No, actually, she also went to uh, Omiyai and Aiseki. And I was just like, I don't know if you realize this, but you just quite literally said you don't know Japanese. You went to Aiseki. They would, if you were uh, white, white, right, and you said that they wouldn't have let you in, but you got in because you're you had a Japanese friend who just kind of like escorted you in. So I'm just like, and she was like, she was um, <laughs> she was basically like encouraging people to go, and I was like, no, that's not how that works. I've tried to go to one with my friend and I speak Japanese, they just didn't let us in. And then we had to go to like another one to let us in. Like you will get rejected. Okay. 100%. If you cannot speak Japanese, you will get rejected. If you look white, you will possibly get rejected. And it's like, who, why are you doing these false lies? And then I saw later, because I don't know why, but this lady's uh, videos keep getting suggested to me. She made a, a video later being like, oh, and I'm so like fortunate to have these experiences. Like, what do you mean? You were just making a video telling people to go. And now you're telling people you're fortunate to have this experience because you have Japanese friends. And I think maybe she had a lot of backlash and she made that video, but she didn't feel like taking down the other videos. And I'm like, lady, make it make sense. Well, Ray, you know, that is a wonderful segue into our next episode. And that is going to be gatekeeping as a hafu or like experiencing, experiencing it, doing it. But gatekeeping, that is a, a nice topic that we will talk about next time on Hantai Hafu. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see y'all next time. Bye-bye.